everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> hey, it is crazy to think um, that it is, it's already the 1st of January, right? That we're here together. It feels like just yesterday we were in this, um, this room together, Christmas Eve, Christmas Adam, uh, just worshiping together. And we're already into 2023, which is just wild to me. Um, Steve, man, he did a great job with those Christmas services and the Christmas Eve service. Yeah, you can clap for that. You can clap for that. He put on, he put on a preaching clinic. So the church said, hey, you rest easy. We got a long spring and uh, we got Easter. We'll be here before you know it. Called me up from the minor leagues to come do some relief <laughs> preaching for him today. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kind of. Uh, <laughs> But for those of you that don't know me, my name is Tyler. I'm the student minister here, if the mustache-hair combo did not give it away already. And usually during this time at the 1030 service, I'm over in the building that is behind our church. If you don't know, students in our Spanish service meet over there. It's a great time. And I'm usually with them, worshiping, giving a message, hanging out. And so I don't really get to come over here that often. But I'm really excited and just thankful for the opportunity to come and preach before you guys this morning. I'll be honest, a little nervous, a little nervous. Healthy amount of nervousness, I think. And I think it's a good, I'm nervous for a good reason, right? Our church is blessed with some great teachers and ministers, right? We have some really awesome people that deliver us uh, the God's word and uh, walk us through that and create curriculum for us. And truthfully, me being up here, I just want to make it clear, I just want to follow their example, right? I want to follow them and follow their lead as they follow Christ. I'm not trying to come up here and reinvent preaching um, or reinvent, you know, teaching uh, for you guys. I really just want to be obedient to what the Lord has for us this morning. So I'm going to pray for us uh, and then we'll jump in. We'll jump in. Lord, we are so grateful that you encounter us um, just in unique ways. Lord, that you would give us your word and you'd give us your son and you'd give us your spirit and just allow us to grow in our knowledge and understanding of you. And Lord, I just give you this message this morning. I pray that you would be with us. And Lord, for the people that are here and for the people that are online watching, uh, God, that you would just encounter us in a new way. And Lord, that you would give us a uh, greater understanding of who you are and the love that you have for us. Um, and that would be great motivation for us as we step into this new year. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Guys, it is really crazy to believe that we're already in 2023. I feel like 2022 went by in a blink and a flash. This was my first year um, married through the holiday season, and it was wild to go out and buy Christmas decorations as a single guy. I've never done that before. Um, but now that I'm married, I was delighting in, you know, stockings and ornaments and, you know, Kendall's picking out some things. I was like, what do you think about this one? She was like, if you want it, I'm like, I do, I do want it, put it in the cart. And, you know, we were setting up and I felt like we just put everything together in our apartment and then we blink and it's over and now we're playing Tetris with our like single um, <laughs> closet to try to figure out how we're going to fit all this new stuff that we just got for the holiday season in there. But it is, it is great. It is great. We went through Christmas, uh, you know, we had this really quick week. I don't know about you guys, but it was, it was just a quick and it was kind of a heavy week for me. Um, and now we're here in 2023, and just like with the Christmas decorations and the services, right, and the student pastor, student minister preaching on the day after Christmas or the service after Christmas, New Year's resolutions are upon us. I just want to ask for those of you that would be willing to share or if you partake, does anyone in here have a New Year's resolution? 
Okay, we've got a few. We've got a few. Not too many hands raised. Guys, I work with students, so I love that involvement from the crowd. <laughs> I love that involvement from the crowd. Um, for those of you that said, hey, I have a New Year's resolution, if you can measure it, has anyone already broken their New Year's resolution? <laughs> has anyone already broken it? I'll be honest. I'll go before you and say, I have. <laughs> You know, I noticed something within myself. I was like, hey, this year, 2023, I want to be a little bit kinder on the road when I'm driving in Houston. And um, I got on the road this morning, and you can see all of five feet in front of you. <laughs> I wasn't even driving. Um, my wife was driving, and someone flew by us 80 miles per hour. I was like, why are they driving that fast when they can't even see what's in front of them? They're getting into an accident. Failed. <laughs> Immediately. Immediately lost it. But, hey, there's grace, and we'll keep going. So... If you've already broken a New Year's resolution, if that's you, you're in good company. It's all right. It's all right. I've had an interesting relationship with New Year's resolutions all throughout my life. I remember the first time that I heard about them, I was about six or seven. You know, before that, really the only thing you care about with New Year's is how late can you stay up. And, you know, your parents have like food out past 11, which is just like, you're like, whoa, <laughs> I can eat at 11.30? That's crazy. Or at least I thought it was. And I remember getting into, you know, New Year's and parents would ask me, hey, do you have a New Year's resolution, Tyler? I'd be like, well, I don't really know what that is, so I don't think I do. And they would tell me, you know, hey, when you jump into the new year, right, kind of a blank slate, new opportunity, and you can start the year off right by implementing some kind of change or, you know, removing something. I was like, oh, that's, that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I thought it was awesome, you know, that you just jump into this new year and all of a sudden you got this new part of you, right, or this new thing that you're doing. And you'd go back to school, and people would be like, hey, what's your New Year's resolution? You're like, I'm going to learn to play an instrument this year. And they're like, wow, that's a good one. I never did, but I love to say it. <laughs> I love to say it. You know, or someone would ask you, hey, you know, Tyler, you want this, this uh, you need like a drink, you need, you need like a soda or something? I'd be like, sorry, I haven't been drinking a soda since last year, right? I'm giving that up this year. And you just had this like feel of like, yeah, this is nice. It feels new. It feels fresh. It feels clean. And I enjoyed New Year's resolutions. I think there's, there's some that I've definitely stuck by. There's some that, you know, had their flash in the pan in January, and then they were gone. And as I grew up, um, kind of hit this, like, stretch where I started to recognize people would be very gung-ho about, like, a new goal or resolution in January, but then it would kind of fade out. And so as I grew up and, um, you know, hit those teenage years, I started to give New Year's resolutions kind of like the arms-folded treatment, Right? People will be like, hey, do you have a New Year's resolution? Be like, no, I don't. If I notice that there's something I want to change in my life, I just do it. I don't wait for the New Year. <laughs> and um, even going so far as to be like in November, being like, okay, well, what do I want my New Year's resolution to be? So I'll start doing it now so I can say that thing to people. <laughs> so vain, so vain. Um, there was even uh, stints that I had where I would give this response to people. Someone would say something like, oh, my New Year's resolution is to do this. And I'd be like, well, you know, if you really cared about doing that thing, you would have done it before January 1st. Um, what a loving response, right? I was a joy to be around when I was a teenager. It was a joy to be around. I'm really thankful that, you know, the Lord has worked in my life and transformed me to not be that bitter mess that I used to be. And as I've grown up, started to change, and I don't view New Year's resolutions as critically as I used to, but I do view them, I think, a little cautiously nowadays. You know, stepping into the new year, there is this feel of a blank slate. There is this feel that, hey, this is a new year, it can be a new me, or I can get a new hobby, or I can put 
uh, behind me this old thing that I don't want to do anymore. But there's this kind of like mindset that starts to happen, or at least I notice it within myself, right, that comes about with resolutions. And I started to recognize like my resolutions just became the same, right? Love God, work out a little bit more, be on my phone less, you know, throw love, love my wife better into the mix now that I'm married. And I started to view like stepping into these resolutions and my heart just started to go to this, this like wrong place. I started to measure, right, kind of like my emotions or my mood by how well I was achieving these things, right? If I'm hitting my resolutions well, hey, this is awesome. I'm doing it, right? Or when I would get results from these things that I would implement, right? Hey, I'm going to work out a little bit more. I'm going to go run. I'm watching those Strava numbers just get higher and higher. And it's a running application. Done. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. This is great right here. But if I would start to slip out of this like new habit or this new routine, I'd be really hard on myself. And I would have a lot of this kind of like self-loathing of like, man, I'm not doing what I set out to do. And so what ended up happening is that I would become very results-driven. And I would work really, really hard in order to achieve this certain thing that I wanted. And I would let it, you know, control my mood, right? I was happy if I was doing it, but I was sad or upset or not fun to be around, you know, going back to this number. um, If I wasn't getting what I was setting out to do. And to be honest with you, I wish I could tell you that that was all pre-Jesus me. But I find that even now, trying to live within the freedom of the kingdom of God, that I still fall into that, right? I'll still be motivated more by results as opposed to uh, what I really should be motivated by, which we'll jump into. But I don't know where everyone in here stands with New Year's resolutions, but I think that we all have this temptation to kind of fall into leading our lives that way, right? To be defined by what we're achieving, what we're doing, um, what we've Um, been given, right, and not by something that's stable. It is an interesting thing that we can take something as good as goal setting, right, uh, or a New Year's resolution, and we can turn it and make it an evil thing for us, right, by letting ourselves be defined by the results or to be defined by what we're achieving. And I, I'll be honest, I really don't like it for myself like, to look in the mirror and think, man, hey, I'm not really walking out of an abundance of what God has done for me recently, but I'm walking out of a, hey, how much have I achieved this thing? How much have I worked out recently? How much have I um, cared for other people? How much have I prayed? How much have I um, been on my phone? Have I learned any new skills, right? All of these things. And it's difficult because, you know, at the core of a New Year's resolution, right, there's this thought process of, hey, there's something that I want to be or become, right? There's a a better version of myself that I envision. And by setting out this resolution or this goal and following it, I get to achieve that. And sometimes, and maybe you fall into the same boat, I'll just kind of like weave in this idea of, man, once I get this result, I will be satisfied. Or once I get this result, I will be approved of by the people around me right? And that is just a really draining way to live. It's exhausting. And I'll be honest, I don't think that it's a healthy place for any of us to live. 
And I don't think it's where Jesus wants us to live either. I'm going to read you guys a scripture from Luke 18. If you have your Bibles or a device that has the the scriptures on it, you can follow along. I'm in Luke 18, verses 10 through 14. I'm going to read this story that Jesus shares. And we're going to see kind of where he stands on some of these things. So Luke 18, starting in chapter, or in verse 10. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee was standing and praying like this about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, greedy, unrighteous, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but kept striking his chest and saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you this, I tell you, this one went down to his house justified rather than the other, because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. One of the things that I really love about our church is that there is this constant comparison of how we can be influenced to see and do things by the world around us versus how Jesus wants us to view things with the lens of the kingdom. It's a super, I don't know why, why it like the first time Steve talked about, oh, this is how things operate in the kingdom. I was like, huh, there's a really great way to teach it because Jesus taught it that way all the time. But it just really clicked with me and I really enjoy it. And I think that New Year's resolutions uh, or goal setting, if you don't call it, you know, New Year's resolution, can fall into that same category, right? We live in a world that is so caught up with achieving and boasting and letting everyone know what we've gotten, right? I'm like on social media going through like stories and posts and there's all these people who are like, look at all the stuff that we did in 2022. We got married and we bought a dog and we bought a house and we bought a car and we bought kids and oh, look at all these things. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, hey, I got married, but we bought Christmas decorations for the free Christmas tree that was given to us by our life group. So I don't know if that's a worthy highlight to throw up on the, uh, on the socials nowadays. But we live just completely surrounded by that. And it's really easy, right, if we're not being aware, to fall victim to that, to be defined and to measure ourselves by what we're achieving, what we're gaining, and what we have, or what we're putting away, right? Um, the kingdom, though, it's, it's a little bit different. Here in the world, you know, with those New Year's resolutions, we have that kind of formula of, I have something I want to become, I'm going to put in the work and the effort, or I'm going to create a plan to get there, and then I'm going to get this result, and this result is going to make me feel better, satisfied, approved, worthy. But in the kingdom, it's, it's different, right? It's flipped on its head. In the kingdom, there is a result. There's been an action that's already done. And when we submit ourselves, not to um, putting in work or effort, but we, we submit ourselves to believing in this result, the result of the cross and what Jesus has done for us, we are given the fullness of identity and secureness and love that comes with that. The moment that we proclaim Jesus as Lord and we, we follow the, the tax collector's um, example, right, that we stand before him and we give him our full heart, right, you've already achieved significantly more than you can achieve on your own. You've been grafted into the family of God. You're considered a co-heir with Christ, right? 
He gives you the Holy Spirit, which starts um, sanctifying you and growing you and changing you. And these things, this, this method of doing it is so backwards to us because it's opposite, right? A result done by someone else gives us fullness of joy and fullness of worth. And from there, that is what motivates our actions as opposed to our actions trying to achieve that for us. And I'm not saying that growing or having a resolution is wrong or bad. You know, it is great to grow. Sanctification is a biblical concept, right? That when you meet Jesus and you submit yourself to him, that he's going to grow you and change you. But the thing is, is before we run into 2023, I want you guys to know that there is a significant difference. Instead of working for satisfaction and results with these goals or with these resolutions, in the kingdom of God, we work out of a complete satisfaction. We work from a result that was given to us and not achieved by our own effort. And this changes the way that we approach things, right? Take the kind of, I guess, the, the classic resolutions, for example. Instead of saying, hey, I want to go work out more because I feel like I want to look this specific way or I want to be able to do these specific things and then I'll be satisfied, your perspective changes. Man, if Jesus was so willing to give his life for mine, then I want to take care of what I've been given. And so I want to honor the temple that is my body by working out and taking care of it and, you know, being thorough with stretching and running and weightlifting and sports, you know, pick your poison. Instead of saying, man, I want to care for people because I want them to like me and approve of me and I want to have friends and I want to have stature and respect, it's, man, Jesus cared about me so much that he would give his life for me and so now I should go and care for other people because I've been given so much by his sacrifice. The latter, right, the kingdom mindset is a much stronger motivation to live your life by as opposed to working, again, for that achievement or that glory um, or that respect, approval, right? You name the idol, whatever it is. It is not worth running after the Lord and being motivated and full of what he has already done for you and I. And so, as we head into 2023, I just want to encourage you, not just today, but throughout the year, to really ask yourself that question. Hey, what is the motivation that I'm running by right now? Where is my heart? Am I doing this for approval or for some self-satisfaction, right? Or am I doing this out of this great love that has been given to me, right, already? It is really difficult. And like I've said before, I'll confess that even as someone who believes in Christ, that lives in the fullness of his kingdom, right? My heart will sway to things that it shouldn't. And I'll start to place hope in really silly things, like, oh, I just bought this thing off eBay. I cannot wait for it to get in. It's gonna be so awesome. And then I get it in and it doesn't fit. And it's like, oh, <laughs> strike out again. Who would have thought? Um, or being motivated by those results of working out or reading more books or even good things, right? The, the Pharisee, uh, when he is praying to the Lord, right, he lists things that we, we, we like, right? Praying, fasting, tithing, these are all good things. But his heart goes to the wrong place when he does it. And therefore he goes home without justification from the Lord. I'm gonna pray for us, um, quick, quick message. I'm gonna pray for us 
um, this morning, and I'm going to pray for you in your 2023. And I just want to encourage you that you live by this truth. And if this is truth that you've never received or heard of before, I want to encourage you to give it a try. I want to encourage you, you know, with this year that's set before you, that yes, it is a clean slate, but the clean slate that Jesus gives you is so much more fresh. And the motivation that he gives you is so much more rich. And it takes you so much further um, than just running out of your own strength. So if you bow your heads with me, we'll do it. Lord, we're grateful that you see us in our condition. And Lord, you don't leave us to just sit in it alone. Lord, that you would send Christ to die for us. Lord, not only so that we could have an eternal connection with you and be granted a citizenship in heaven, but Lord, also that we would just live in security, knowing that we are yours, knowing that you have brought us into your kingdom, knowing that you call us um, co-heirs with Christ, knowing that you see us with so much love and so much value. And Lord, even as we worshiped, Lord, that you are good to us because of what Christ has done for us. So Lord, I just pray uh, for the people here, for the people watching online, that as they move into this new year, that they are continuously filled by the motivation of Jesus and not by anything else. And Lord, in moments when our hearts start to sway, I pray that you would bring us back through community, through a message, through prayer. Lord, that you would bring us back to you so we could focus on what is full and what is right and what is sustaining and not invest in what is going to leave us empty or hurting or bitter and upset. Lord, we give all this to you. We give you this year. Um, and Lord, we ask that you would do great things. Lord, knowing and hoping um, that you are going to show up, expecting you to show up in great, great ways. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So glad that you joined us online today at Houston Northwest Church, where our vision is to make Houston more like heaven by helping Houstonians become more like Jesus. If you have questions about following Jesus or would like to talk to someone about next steps in your spiritual journey, text Jesus to 281-946-6500. Connect with us throughout the week by following us on social and enjoy a great day.